0: Goodness gracious me, do I have some stories to tell you sliders today on the tap. But before I get started, I just want to give a shout out to the BEAM team, the Sacramento Kings on an absolutely stellar basketball season. The first time making the playoffs since 2006. This team has inspired everybody in the surrounding area, just all the small communities around Sacramento. So many people have been pumped up and juiced and given a reason to believe in this team once again. I've been inspired. Didn't see a ton of regular season games. Saw every single playoff, every single second of the playoffs. And it's just amazing and downright unbelievable what this team achieved this year. And I believe it's only a glimpse of what is to come in the future. Many more servings of playoffs, many more um, further For their rounds to make and it's just i I love seeing this this team's moxie it's mojo it's resolve and just their their superstar their arsenal of superstars and they're so goddamn young love to see it love to be a fan of these guys uh and still hate the lakers i will not be cheering for them in the second round it's a bizarre world that i have to be cheering for the warriors this team that i've cheered for in the playoffs i mean if if the kings are in it all right another local local spot but just seeing seeing the uh, warriors from the opposite end from the eyes of the other for the first time and truly utterly rooting against them in every conceivable way it just sucks to see you know steph curry falling down after after every shot I, i'd half expect him to fall down during his free throws to get another foul uh draymond's antics you know stomping on sabonis who did grab onto his foot uh Clay's doing the same shit that Steph does, just kicking out his legs, flopping down, falling down. Jordan Poole's a joke. Uh, X-Factor for the Warriors, uh, without a doubt, Kevon Kevon Looney with about, I think about 3,589 rebounds in that series, phenomenal, great guy. What can you say, love to to see it. And getting absolutely zero zero love, zero, zero press from sports media. But that, hey, that's the narrative, baby. Not here to bitch about that. I'm here to bitch about other things. Uh, but not without my, um, ooh, this nice glass of shit whiskey. Mm. <sighs> Delightful, and I have my little aroma machine back here, a little, little humidifier of sorts, and of course I set it to purple. There's other settings, uh, of colors, but I decided for purple. How appropriate. It's always on purple. The world's a better place, uh, with more purple teams in it and just purple in general. It's my swag color going down the mountains in Heavenly. Uh I digress. I'm digress mightily. I'm here to talk about my experience on Youth Day 2023. It started off, well, in Tahoe, so I guess it's somewhat relevant. Went snowboarding for the last time with uh motherfucking Dirk Diggler and his lovely wife Mo. Went to the Nevada side of Heavenly. And we were just off and racing the Drinks of Choice. I got myself a pocket rocket of Fireball, and like an asshole, didn't get Scholar One. That's usually what we go with. So, Homeboy shows up with a uh, Jaegermeister. what debauchery! And was just, I don't know, felt more loose this time around. Maybe it was because it was the I was drinking more, or it was the last rundown of the of the season. But just had an absolute blast. Unfortunately, uh, we were going from California side to Nevada side, and we we're getting spit out on the comet run, I, I believe and out of the, I am howling, I'm squealing, I got my Nintendo 64 shirt on, because this is springtime snowboarding, we're not all in jackets and everything, it's a nice toasty day, bluebird day, I want to say it's at least 70, it is just phenomenal weather, and I'm going down, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this uh, mint chocolate chip color just tumbling, snow flying everywhere, it's just a, a cloud of pain to my left, I'm like, wow, I'm glad that's not someone I know. So I stop and turn around. I see Skylar next to that, you know, the broken body. I'm like, oh shit, that's Mo. She ate it so effin' hard. It was the hardest I've ever seen her fall and Skylar has ever seen her fall. So I uh, unstrap, hustle up there. It was only about, you know, 50 yards away. And she, I've always said, whenever you fall down, anything bad happens, the mountain demands tribute. The mountain de- demands tribute through your pain, and in this case, Moe like, bit her cheek, gave the mountain a little blood, she spit out. There's a little a couple dots of, of red on the snow. She's a badass. She kept going the rest of the day, but was most definitely rattled. I'd be. That, that was one of those falls that just kind of puts a, a b- very low governor on you for the rest of the day, and she thinks that when she was tumbling, her ski like hit her chest and just hit her in the mouth. I don't know. Saw it from the other side and he was like he, he thought her knee or something was exploded, but she's a-okay. She's tough and uh, that was third Friday. That was Friday and I decided since I was twisting people's arm in a Winter's Express article about how we need volunteers. Youth Day's dying and so I'm like, let's let's get people volunteering so to man the barricades uh all along the the parade route and because i talked that much shit i couldn't not volunteer myself so i volunteered woke up at like 4 45 made some coffee had a banana and i hit the road not a bad drive had an audiobook uh playing uh, the shining and um made it all the way to winners of course of all days it's a beautiful saturday of all days for the power to go out somebody dri- a transformer explodes or something like that so power's out people are scrambling but eventually we get it going And I got to sit on my happy ass while I was standing up. Uh, My barricades to man were right by First Northern Bank and uh, Oceans, like that little corner right there. But the city ordinances and the police mandates are we need at least a block away from the parade route because them is the rules reasons i don't know why but them is the rules you can't certainly can't have people what they used to do is back up and just tailgate and watch the parade from the back of their truck awesome idea but if there's ever an emergency they're blocking the way for ambulance or fire truck or what have you paramedics to get through and administer the help so i understand that aspect you need to keep the roads clear but from what i was told i had my barricades up right by the laundromat there's an alleyway that goes um, Perpendicular to the street there, and I had to block off right there next to those alleyways there and behind oceans. So I had four of those stand up little barricades, not the big heavy water ones, which would have been nice, just four of them there. And I was given zero apparel, like a little vest, orange vest, something to show that I am someone, like I'm here to volunteer, I'm doing my thing. Instead, I just kind of look like some asshole out there just telling people, hey, you can't park on this side. At least that was my understanding. Nobody's allowed to park on the on either side of the street. Nobody's supposed to be even on the street from the barricades towards the parade route. And at First Northern Bank, that little intersection there is where the parade was turning. So I'm there for hours, probably from eight till about 10 when it starts. And right before it starts, I had to shoo a couple people away. Like, I'm sorry, you can't come through here. You gotta turn around. I was getting side eyes, getting mean mugged. I get it. I get it. It's just a parking spot. It's no biggie just trying to watch the parade, I understand. And as a volunteer, you know, I wanna do as I'm told. I can't, I'm always someone to bend over backwards. All right, just don't don't tell anybody, whatever. I would, I don't like people being mad at me or upset with me, but this time it's like, all right, I'll grow some balls and just be like, sorry, you can't can't do it. It, it, it is what it is. And uh, things are going pretty well until about the minute of the parade starting some asshole in a white uh, Honda SUV pulls up, like, hey, do you mind moving the barricade so I can back up on the side of the street and park? Like, I'm sorry, we can't have anybody parking from the barricade over. These cars were already, there's like two cars that are already parked there. They were there before I even set up the barricades. And so the guy just laughs at me, just laughs. And then he proceeds to pull forward and then back up exactly where I told him not to and I'm just sitting there like dude like what are you doing? I'm just imparting the the message that I was told to give like you're not allowed to park here and this squinty eyed fuck just looks at me gets out of his car and goes don't make this a thing don't make this a thing sitting there trying to do my job and this like my pride is fucking with me at this point like this the the gall of this asshole and he goes out his wife's in there too she doesn't say a word he has a little daughter and he's got cowboy boots on always a cowboy he's got jeans and he's also got a shirt on that says uh i think it was bw llc something like winners california i committed that shit to memory and i do a little research yeah this might sound creepy but as soon as homeboy said don't make this a thing and that's that's all he gave me don't make this a thing could have said or else what what going through my mind one, this asshole's not even worth it. He's not, this is certainly not a situation worth getting into a physical altercation. There's kids there, there's people trying to have a good time. And at the end of the day, I realized what an insignificant instance this is. Just park, step there. Could I have been a homie guy? Ah, sure, yeah, don't worry about it, you gotta park there. I'm like, you know what? I've told at least eight other people, you can't park on this side. No, I'm not playing favorites. I don't give a fuck who you are. And this guy just proceeds to just back up, like, right on the other side of the barrier, backing up. And I'm giving zero authority to do anything. I was told, oh, yeah, we'll have walkie-talkies to message in and get a tow truck. Got no walkie-talkie. I don't even have a fucking vest. So I'm just, I'm fuming, just watching this asshole just get his way. He's a grown-ass child that has never been told no. So, like I said, I did a little research, found out it is, his name is Byron White. Byron White. Guess he's a farmer of the area, what have you. Byron White, I would just like everybody to know. Byron White is better than you. Byron White is better than me, He's better than my mom and dad, better than my grandma, better than Kit Kat, about to jump up on the couch right there. Good job, Kit. But he's better than everybody. Everybody you've ever known, anybody that ever follows rules, he, rules don't apply to him. He's above them, he's above the law, and, um... Man, definitely let this this guy what he said more so uh, giving a mental real estate. So I just wanted to set the record straight. Anybody knows this guy. This is the caliber of human being he is. Don't make it. Don't make this a thing. That's all he said. That's all you got to do to get away with the, get away with the breaking breaking the rules so to speak so i'm not gonna sit here i'm not gonna stoop to his level i'm not gonna sit here and say the guy looks like his brother and his dad are the same person i'm not gonna sit here and say that it looks like he his face is so mush that his mom must have sat in front of the microwave for nine months that he was in the womb uh god damn just Don't need to stoop to that level, but just letting it be known. If anybody's wondering about Byron, Byron White, he is better than you. Let it be known, Byron White is better than you. Better than me, certainly. Better than the rules. Better than all of us. God bless him. Um, I'm pretty sure his brother and his dad are the same person. Hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Moving on from that beady-eyed fuck. That put me in a really bad mood. Went over there, got some some footage for the, the Express. I uh, was just, my mojo was off and I knew I had an alumni baseball game to get ready for. So the the parade itself was super quick, not a ton of participation. Like I said before, the main message I want from this uh, episode of the tap is that if you have the wherewithal, if you have the ability to volunteer, to help just man a barricade, regardless of what I I went through, got to do it. You got to step up for the community because there's only like 10, 15 people doing it. There needs to be at least, I don't know, every cross street on the freight route needs someone manning it. Otherwise, the police are going to shut this shit down. Homeboy Mike Sebastian has been doing this for over 40 years. He's burnt out. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He doesn't get paid for it. He's doing it because he wants to help the community. There's been uh, Carol McMaster Stone, the Grand Marshal. She's been doing it forever. So many people bust their ass, get paid nothing to make Youth Day happen. And there's been no... Not sure why there weren't any high school floats from homecoming or whatever, but kids certainly don't give a shit anymore. Uh, there wasn't even a, a beer garden I heard at the at the, at the park afterwards because usually it's the parade, go to the park, eat some food, see some vendors, have some fun. There's like a little kitty area and whatnot. There just needs to be more, ah, more pizzazz, more reason to show up, more reason to care. And next year instead of volunteering, if, if somebody's not gonna volunteer, be a part of it. It's free to join. And so what I want to do next year is have an episode of the, a mobile episode of the tap, hook up a trailer to daddy's truck, put a, put a couple of couches on there, have a, a electricity cable going out to the to the trailer and just do an episode of the tap and just roll on by and just people watch and reminisce with who, I'm not sure who the guest will be or guests. Uh, shout out. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe, send me a message, do it on the gram, do it on YouTube, what have you. Um, uh, yeah, I think a mobile episode of The Tap would be really cool. Also an idea for maybe amateur wrestlers setting up a ring and just having people set up shop on a little... Uh, have some bleachers and watch some wrestling or something. Like, I'm not sure what, but just have little antics, little fun things for people to do. Maybe some pig races like they do at uh, Bishop's over in Wheatland. I think it's Bishop's. Bishop's Pumpkin Farm, what have you. There's There's stuff we can do. There's certainly more participation that can be had. And we can we can save Youth Day, even though it's looking very bleak and the participation's not not up to par. Uh, we could definitely turn it around. There is, needs to be more investment from the community so the youth can truly thrive and enjoy themselves and have all the fun that bring back the good old days. How there used to be track meets. We hear everybody in the older generation, there's track meets, there's uh, horseshoes, there is so much more fun, there's the antics. Just, it just takes, uh, takes the community a little more community, community involvement. And in just given the caliber of the older generation and how much they've done, uh, young folks, such as myself included, um, can step up and do their part to make sure Youth Day is still around and still a thing and something relevant, something we can look forward to, bring us out as a community and really enjoy it with one another. Uh, one aspect of that day that I think really drew, drew a crowd was. The alumni baseball game headed by uh, my boy Austin Calvert. Shout out Calvi, baby! Put it together. I forget who else helped him. It, he wasn't alone in this venture, but he was definitely wanting to bring it back after. Oh, uh, Michael Moore. Was it Michael Moore? What was players last year? It was this senior capstone project, and that was super, super fun. It's odd years versus even years. Uh, odds took it last year. That was that was spectacular and fantastic. Um, we all showed up at one o'clock. Um, the game could be a little bit later in case people want to enjoy the park a little bit more. But but there there's always uh, creative brainstormings to be had later about when things can start and how much more interactive we can make this game with the crowd that's there. We showed up at, uh, before one, warmed up, just shoot the shit with the guys a little bit, and uh, took some infield-outfield, and it was a great game was tied most of the way until, uh, I think it was that son of a bitch Brad Case hit a little blooper out to right field, got past my boy Taylor Bricky. Great hanging out with him again. And uh, they ran up the score about 9-4, and that was the the final score. One of the highlights was <laughs> Brock Neal got his home run, of course. And um, a, a 79-year-old man was nearly assaulted by a young gohard, uh, old Brian Case, just stepping in a closer for the even years. Manny steps up <laughs> and Brian's just pumping fucking heat. It was incredible. Manny's staying in there. Brian, I would put money on him 10 times out of 10 that it wouldn't hit Manny. He has the control. He's an athlete. He would never do anything to hurt Manny. Did he need to throw it that hard? No. If he did get hit, we'd realize that didn't need to happen you could have just underhanded it to the guy he's not gonna beat out anything but ryan's a fucking savage he's cobra kai there is no mercy for anybody that steps into that goddamn batter's box he's just a he's a gamer competitor um unfortunately i wasn't gonna where i was at in the lineup wasn't gonna come through because we weren't gonna win it was, it was manny then two other lops i forget who they were uh but we weren't we weren't gonna come back and win i wasn't gonna be able to face him if i did ah, Easy double, easy double baby. Anyways. Uh, or I would have got beat. We'll see. With a hole in my chest. But uh, overall, a fantastic game. Brian did great. All the Case Boys did great. Calvi did a great job pitching. A Tom did alright. There's this dude named AZ who is on our squad the odd years. Who just came in lefties galore, lefty batters, lefty pitchers. Some good play, some some hard knock baseball. And the evens took it, got tip your cap. Max Van Dyke with the, the hair of the game award, just flowing, beautiful, well-managed. And uh, they got the job done, tip of the cap to the even years. And after that, you know, there's a lot of lot of people there, great showing, and that was pretty much the highlight of Youth Day, in my opinion, was the alumni baseball game. Uh, hopefully in the future there's more things to happen, more events like that, more, more interaction and involvement with the, the community. I was thinking to, I was talking to Austin about it, perhaps make the game more of a spectacle. Have some walkout music for people. Who doesn't love that? Um, there's a $1,000 offered to Manny Garcia to play an inning with his shirt off. However, the uh, the shenanigans stopped there because Manny cannot be bought. He's like, I'm not going to do that. I mean, who wouldn't love to see Manny Garcia without his shirt on, but the guy has more, more pride and uh, more self-respect than to just, like thousand dollars like not that he didn't want the thousand dollars to be donated to the, the school the baseball program but like no like his, his character his resolve and just who he is as a person wouldn't allow for to be bought to for the amusement in such a way there can be amusement in different other ways i mean have somebody else take their shirt off or some shit but it was super fun i enjoyed it got me out of my funk for the day after that I went home showered, had some brewskis, and uh, went to Green River afterwards at the School of Rock, uh, playing there. Those kids can fucking shred. They're playing great top hit songs, and they're the voice, the the skill level, you would not believe. These are kids learning to rock and roll. They uh, knocked my socks off. I would say. I had a couple of uh, Green River Teas, which are phenomenal, sugary sweet, but they sneak up on you. Be careful. They're only eight bucks, and uh, they're they're a little sneaky. They will sneak up on you if you don't keep your eye on them. But anyways, that was uh, Youth Day, and it was it was pretty good. But uh, there's a more darker story I wanted to touch on. This is just a rambling episode. Went from you know Byron White to the alumni baseball game to this, where there's a uh, maniac roaming around Davis with a knife. And he's murdered two people already, a third is in critical condition. And um, at this point, hopefully we can catch this piece of shit. And, uh, cause I don't really feel like I wanna go and socialize in Davis in the wee hours of the night. And at this case I'm like, hey, why not have some pepper spray, have maybe a knife of your own, and you know, do tango with the bastard if you ever come across him. or. Perhaps apply and get a concealed carry, and if this person ever decided to attack you, you shoot them in the fucking face. If you don't feel like murdering somebody, you know who who wants to have a death on their hands. Maybe shot in the kneecap, something. But it's like if they're doing this. I mean, I just want people to be safe. And if a gun doesn't make you feel safe, you don't need to get a concealed carry. You don't need to get anything like that. Have mace, again, a knife. Uh, taser, there's a million other ways to protect yourself. You don't need a gun if that's not how you swing. I don't have a concealed carry, but just be safe out there. Wherever you're at, maybe this maniac makes his way to Winners. Maybe he's still roaming around Davis. He's in different spots. Hopefully the police department will be able to wrangle this piece of shit up and the problem will be solved. Just be aware, be safe, and if all else fails, just run, just run your ass off. Look, good excuse to get some cardio in. So the worst thing doesn't happen. There's no more knife murders. And uh Jesus. Uh dark note there, but on a high note, let's end this on a on a high note. Let's see. What do we have here? What do we have? Well. Hmm. Yes, recently went to a uh, Vacacon. There's a high note. Vacacon. Comic-Con in Vacaville. It was it was cute. It was as. I wanna say it's underwhelming. It met the limited expectations that I had for it. It was at the ULATIS Center, the community center, and it was only 15 bucks. You go in there, there's a ton of booths. Rikishi was there, which that, he's probably the biggest draw, I would say. Rikishi's just glowing this aura of his stanky ass. And then, of course, there is another lesser known wrestler there named Brian Kendrick. I knew the guy back in the mid 2000s, not personally, but he was a high-flyer, luchador-esque uh, wrestler super fun to watch with his tag team partner and they were the two kind of big celebrities there's a third one there the, the voice of boo the girl who the the voice actor for boo when she was three she was boo in monsters inc and her life did not not go bad but she didn't um her folks didn't want her to like get in that celebrity lifestyle so she's just been doing her own thing going to college she's in a master's course or whatever just living her own life and not be holding to this one aspect. I mean, it's a cool part of her life story. She gets to go to different comic cons and I guess it's like a community that kind of travels together. You see the same people and there's like one weird YouTuber there with antenna and other cosplayers that were pretty cool. There are the furries showed up and part of me is I, I am an advocate for people dressing up how they want If however you want to live your life, go for it and far be it for me to judge you. I mean, you could, that, I'll say that. Dress however you want. I'll have my internal, like, judgments of what a wacko or what have you, but I'm not going to outwardly condemn you for being who you are as an individual. Fuck that. Just leave kids out of your sexual, you know, predatory uh, inklings. But when it comes to furries, it's just, there's something oddly fetishy sexual about it, and that's just an... Perhaps an unfair assessment on my end, but I can't help but feel kind of hair on end when I see furries walking around. There's something very bizarre about it. It's akin with the bronies and just, I don't know, something, it's kind of like grown, you know, say a 40 year old, 50 year old, pretending they're a six year old girl and dressing up as such, what have you. It just kind of makes me cringe a little bit, but as long as they're not hurting anybody, as long as they're not sexually preying on anybody, then the the furries can do as they please. Yeah. Yeah. Furries. Was that a high note, a bright note to end on? I don't know. Just finished, uh, binged all the rest of Dragon Ball Z. All the original, uh, from Reddit's to Majin Buu. What a great ride, but I watched the original, not the uh, subtitle version, with the original voice actors that we all know and love, but it wasn't the Funimation version with all the the awesome music. We had the kind of Japanese music with the horns and it was just so underwhelming goku turning super saiyan for the first time and all these awesome fight scenes and when goku died instant transmissions away with cell to save the world and gets blown up i remember the the, the music without the music there it is like a main character not being there because it was so impactful and just made the show so fucking epic from the kind of synthiness to it, to the hard rock aspect of it, to Vegeta turning Super Saiyan for the first time, and just his theme and just every essence of music and how much of an impact it can make on a show, that is it. Watching Dragon Ball Z without that music from the original Toonami series. Uh, Ever so slightly underwhelming. Excellent action, (laughs) great show to watch, very perverted more perverted than I recall, and uh, definitely needs that that rock and roll music, that action, that action tune that makes Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z. And uh, shout out to Goku being the world's worst dad because at the very end of the show, it's like he doesn't see anybody for years, he's just cooped up in the mountains and everybody's calling him out. Like, dude, why don't you contact him? Why don't you say what's up to us? Krillin, yo, it's been five years since we talked, homie, we're supposedly best friends, you can't even call. They're calling him out for that shit. Goku's a, a bastard, and he fights Oob in the last episode, and he's like, "Hey, guess what, Chi-Chi? I know I've been dead for years. I know I'm back a little bit, but guess what? Now I'm gonna leave you again to train this kid. He's gonna abandon his family to go train this this young kid, and it just makes no sense. And he even Oob, uh, he's like, "I'm from a very poor, poor village. I can't afford not to not to work." And Goku's like, "Well, I know Mr. Satan, uh, Hercule." Uh, he's got so much money. He'll he'll sponsor you. It'll be fine. He's Goku's just making all these wild assumptions. He's such a simpleton I like, guess he loves to fight, but it's just dude have some fucking awareness You have a family to provide for ain't doing it. just leaves to go fight, but I guess that's true to his character All he wants to do is fight Regardless of who he puts at puts at risk including everybody in the world in the universe just so it's a fair fight those fucking scenes. But anyways, that's it. And, uh, until the next episode, everybody remember Byron White is better than you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. You lose. Good day, sir.